Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to On the Wheel, a one-of-a-kind podcast where you get to go behind the wheel with me and tune into some of the most spontaneous, authentic conversation with people from all over the world and from every walks of life. In this episode, Dim and I go into breathing, an act that we all take for granted. He sheds light on the power of breath and how we can even experience superhuman power. As we begin to understand the nature of our human potential, he stated that we are electromagnetic beings, and how being a better conductor and growing what he's called a magnetic donut field around our body can lead to better life experiences. All this and more in this episode with Dima and I. Here's some highlight of the episode: science of medicine and healing that. Dates back 10,000 years. Speaks about psychosomatic effects in the body and mind. You know,、right. humans are electromagnetic beings. The point here is to become a better conductor, where a human can experience and observe superhuman powers. How magnetic we are and how electrified we are can、uh, translate into how you paint on that canvas. Unexpected miracles can happen instead of unexpected trouble. Yeah, what am I attracting? What we want is always under our nose. It's just are we attuned to it or not? It's not that you have things to be grateful for. You don't. It's whether you can see them or not. With、mm. everything that humans have accomplished already, we have barely scratched the surface. Right? We can look at it as、uh, something pretty. Oh, it's、uh-huh. it's my hair. I can I can color it. I can cut it. I can style it, and and feel limited at that. Or you can identify as an extension of the spirit,、mm. extension of the universe of all, and feel connected and unlimited in that sense, in that identity. What is your purpose? Feel joy. Why is breathing so important? Fundamental. What is happiness?、Mm, knowing yourself. Who are you? I am the impulse of life. What brings you the most fulfillment in life? Service to others. So, without any further ado, let us get right into this episode. This is episode ten. So special, very special to my heart because I promise myself that if I put nourish this podcast, it will grow. And、um, little do I know, ten episodes in already. And so、wow. I want to make it special because I know you're special,、uh, and I know breathing is such a special thing. Um, by the way, guys, we have Dima、um, with us today, a dear brother of mine that I met last summer, and I just can't tell you how excited I am to have Dima on because I've been trying to get him on. He's master,、uh, a rare talent, you know. You would find being only encountering、uh, on adventures, and I had an adventure to Los Valles, Dexter, Oregon, Eugene last summer. And、I met this beautiful being called Dima, and here he is with us. Hello, friends. Happy to be here with you, Chen. Happy to talk about breath, so essential. And、uh, yeah, this is a very special time. This is your tenth podcast. This is my first podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And、uh, together we make an eleven. Well, you feel free to dive deep and share about breathing. Well, I love how you just went there with the breath and loving your breath, enjoying the health. That comes with it. I think it's just as simple as that. To me, health is very important, and being in control of my health, being able to understand how to be healthy, what true health 
really means and how to maintain it is very valuable because mm. I think when we are healthy, we can enjoy life so much more on so many levels. Mm. And I'm a huge advocate for that. I've been searching for the answers of, of how to be healthy and what is health since I was very young. Mm. What is health and how does that connect to breath? And essentially, how is breath going to help with health? That's a great question uh, because one might think, well, we just breathe all the time. Why do we have to think about it? You know, there's different ways that, we, that one can breathe. One can breathe into sickness or one can breathe into health. Mm. We take thousands of breaths each day. Those thousands of breaths can contribute to our inner power and strength and evolution of our consciousness together with our body, aligning the three points, the main points of a human being, the, the body, the soul, and the spirit with every breath. Or we, if we're not conscious of our, of our breathing and if we are living under stress, our breath can reflect that as well. And then we become used to it. And then we just breathe, our, we can breathe ourselves to weakness instead of to strength. And uh, when one realizes the power of that, the subtle power of that, one can take back their health. They can gain control over their health. Just and with breathing. Just with breathing. Absolutely. Really, really. And I hear stress and breathing have a relationship. So what happened to our breathing when we're stressed? Okay, some of the symptoms you might say is that the breath becomes more shallow, mm. rapid at times. So rapid, shallow breathing, maybe hyperventilation on one end. And on another end, it can look like unconscious breath hold where we don't breathe at all. Mm. When we're so anxious or so stressed out, we don't even breathe. And breath holds are powerful as well. When you do it intentionally, it can be potent healing practice but when you when it happens under stress unconsciously it can cause havoc in the body in the mind so we can um, observe the body and our breathing and learn how we breathe when we relax and how we breathe when we are stressed out it goes both ways the external event may affect our breathing and if we take our breathing into our hands we can affect the externals with our breath. So stress can be actually a positive thing when we uh, breathe consciously through it. It can be an opportunity for growth and expansion and, and strength. That because is a really we can open cool perspective. Mm -hmm. Stress can be wonderful. Like say when we were doing co-plans together, stressing the body, right, to a mm. certain degree, but in control so that then we still you give it warmth when it needed to, but put it into a level where just on the edge and where there's we can push it a little bit further. That's what's help us grow. That is a beautiful example, cold plunging. That is a very intense stimulation that can cause stress. And it can, we can have a positive response to that stress or a negative response. And that is a great teacher, the cold, to see how our body reacts. Because sometimes we lose control of our nervous system and it responds with heavy breathing. We can consciously slow our breath down during that cold plunge while you're in that cold, icy water. And you slow your breath and you take it in and move through it gently and cultivate the inner strength mm -hmm. and that inner resilience to such an intense stimulation to your body. Mm, inner strength, inner resilient just by breathing. That's pretty mm. crazy. Wasn't we born perfect? You know, we already know how to belly breathe. And as baby, we're absolutely flexible, complete flexibility mm -hmm. and relaxations. You know, in one of the teaching, 
of the Tao Te Ching, there's a verse that talk about flexibility is the quality of life of babies, and mm -hmm. rigidity is the quality of death of people who are rigid. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, it, it's a very, it's a big topic. The modern birth, a lot of it is far removed from natural birth. Mm. In theory, yeah, we should be born perfect um, being. Mm. I think because we were removed from natural process of birthing, mm. uh, there are some effects. But nonetheless, a brand new human being is still a very powerful phenomena. And most babies uh, that are born healthy do breathe correctly, deep with their belly. You are mm. correct. Yes, a lot of us are born into a high-paced society. You know, this the system that requires us to become adults fast, we can lose track of that. Mm. If you uh, observe a human baby from their belly, natural belly breathing to, you know, their first trauma or their first stressful situation, mm. uh, if they don't learn how to breathe through that, if the adult doesn't guide them through that, then they may start changing the way they breathe unconsciously. Mm. Then it become habits and more habits, bad habits build on bad habit. And mm -hmm. next thing you know, it chains effect, um, mm -hmm. kind of domino effects, right? Cut things collapses. And then um, all of that um, move us slowly, but surely to a point where our bodies are start to manifest sickness. And but it's already mm -hmm. started 10 years ago when that first uh, stressful situations where we couldn't mm -hmm. deal with the stress and we start breathing different pattern than what we're naturally, the perfect gene mm -hmm. creation, you know, perfect human being. Yeah, that's where yogis learn from. Yogis learn to breathe from babies. They breathe, they breathe with their bellies. So all babies are yogis. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Baby breathing, aka yogi, yogic breathing, even has that name. Put up a good point with how it becomes a habit. Mm. Interestingly enough, what I have learned is that a lot and felt in my own body is that a lot of our pain and trauma and stress, negative stress response can be stored in our belly under our uh, diaphragm. Mm. So if when, when we start to store pain and trauma there, then we stop using our diaphragm, stop breathing with it. Mm. We just want to kind of suppress it there. Yeah. We don't know how to breathe through it. We don't know how to, what to do with it. If we're not guided, it can be something out of our reach and that uh, stacks and stacks and then our breath becomes more and more shallow mm. it can go higher to the chest breathing because now we're not using our diaphragm anymore because we have so much stuff there mm. and then it can go up and then the chest can become congested as well and can become and can move up to the throat and we're just breathing no further than, than our throat mm. oh really yeah a lot of times you can watch you can see people who work very stressful jobs truck drivers or people who put more than 40 hours in front of computers at, mm. in the office environment. I've observed it directly myself because I come from that kind of line, uh, kind of work. I've seen that quite a bit. You can ask, ask someone who is uh, a throat breather to take a deep breath and all of a sudden they feel such a relief and such bliss. Like, mm. oh my gosh, wow, like just for that second. And, and you ask them to exhale all of the air and sometimes for the first time uh, that person can experience a full exhalation because they mm. never really push it, push all of it out with their belly. They can start feeling their diaphragm move and that can be scary mm. because things come up mm. when we breathe deep. All those things we've been hiding, stuffing down, start to come to the surface. Are you talking about the psyche, like psychological coming up of 
of traumas and stuff or or actual Both psychological and um, physiological okay um, are they connected oh yeah psychosomatics yeah okay that's what we're talking about uh, it's all connected i believe mm. and if we want to be on the same page with trauma one of the definitions of trauma is something that we didn't move through mm, something we didn't move through yeah okay can you explain us. that who's moving through what so for example in nature if we look at animal kingdom the tiger is chasing a an antelope if the antelope is can run away from the tiger it will move and breathe its way out of that scary life threatening situation mm. and the the nervous system kicks in they start breathing in, in a way that they breathe and move through this adrenaline rush mm. but if the antelope freezes after say it makes it like the tiger doesn't catch and it freezes and doesn't move through it then it will have that fear in its body and that mm. pain in its body and same with people like we we see some something scary or something that we don't understand can happen to us mm. maybe something that's sudden like a car accident um right. or, a, or a loud noise we feel our, our body our nervous system can feel the impact of that That's a great example because yesterday my wife and I were at a taping recording for a, a TV show, The Mask mm -hmm. as Audience, and we were sitting right next to the stage. And I swear to God, they had these firework explosion machines right next to us and they did not warn out of that. And then when it went off, it was like, boom! And it was crazy. We were just mm -hmm. blown away and our ears was all messed up. And it, but, but yes, events like that, right, jolt us. So in that moment, you have a choice. You can focus on that unpleasant feeling and, and have a, a negative stress response. Or you can uh, recognize, okay, something, uh, an in intense stimulation has happened. Mm. And I can relax into it. I can take a few deep breaths. Everything is okay. You know, you can... Can I give yourself that talk? That's an example, a simple example of moving through a stressful experience, which mm. is relatively minor in this sense, uh, but that's a good example. So what happened when we don't move through it? Physi on a physiological level, it can turn into a spasm in the body somewhere, in our intestines or in our muscles, in our joints. You know, with age, if we don't work through those things and move through those things, then uh, we have, you know, people have joint problems and hip problems mm. it's all psychosomatic oh If my we, god psychosomatic yeah. explain that word in plain english it implies that it starts psychologically and it ends physiologically mm. basically like it starts as a thought or a feeling then becomes an emotion and becomes a physiological symptom or expression mm. if it's positive you can have a positive light-hearted thought Mm. Positive, lighthearted feeling can be that's psycho, and then somatically it can express itself as a smile, as a laughter, as mm. a flood of serotonin in the body, mm. and uh, which now it's a chain reaction. Now there is stem cell production. Now there is better flow of blood. Whoa, 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 whoa! What are you healing. saying? Now there is healing happening. Wow, seriously? Yes, psychosomatic positive chain of events. Oh, so That's you're weird. saying happier people will live longer? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. Psychosomatic, this word is applied often, usually in the world of healing and disease. Mm. Uh, so we, you know, common example is like negative thought, negative feeling, manifestation as an illness or a disease or a negative symptom, pain in the body, mm. um, inflammation, you know. Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, a common thing is anxiety. You know, how does that start? That's a psychological process that may start with one thought that you lost control over and it just spiraled down. And now you're feeling it in your body, like minutes or hours later, after being anxious, now your joints may be inflamed, your heart rate rises. So Mm. there's this direct observation of psychology affecting physiology. Mm. And these are things that have been tested studies and proven by modern methods of examinations, I assume, because I read books and stuff about it too. And so it seems that it is being backed up by actual studies and things. And now we start to understand more how thing as meditations can affect business performance and so on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, all the top uh, business coaches that teaches people to have better mindsets so they can operate better as businessmen and women, being able to deal with the stressful situation that business come, things come up. How are you going to deal with it? Are we going to be terrified and make choices that are not best for the business? Or are we going to be, oh, hmm, what to do? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It can be applied to health and to business and relationships in a lot of areas of life Mm. and uh, you're right uh, modern medicine is looking at it more there are more conversations about psychosomatic effect and it's as old as we uh, as humanity i mean ayurveda which is a science of medicine and healing that dates back 10,000 years, speaks about psychosomatic effects in the body and mind. Now there is a lot of modern gurus who talk about the same thing. Mm. Can we bring this back to earth and apply it into our daily life? How does this breathing, um, now that we are aware of that, it actually affects the psyche and the body of human being, the health, the the level of happiness actually directly related to this very mundane physical activity and breathing is one of the most mm-hmm. mundane things there is. This is my favorite question because this is my lifestyle and I do this every day and um, uh-huh. I experience the benefits every day and I get very excited about it. Right, so during your morning breathwork practice, you are doing the work. In this case, I like to use this analogy of a donut and I call it a pranic donut that we cultivate. So we cultivate this pranic donut around our body while we're doing breath work. It's an energetic field, Mm. electromagnetic field Mm. that is in the shape of a donut uh, around the human body. You must be energetically fat. You have a fat donut. Yes, that's the that's that's a good that's the good type of fat. Yeah, <laughs> just, um, yeah. It's like um, it's a, like a uh, an energetic lubricant for life. Mm. For anything that happens to you throughout that day, the bigger and thicker your don your pranic donut, the smoother, more pleasant all your interactions are going to be. Your thoughts, your feelings, your interactions with people. Mm. You may have pleasant surprises that come up out of that because you're tuned into a higher frequency. You know, humans are electromagnetic beings. If we understand that simple concept of being electromagnetic beings, Mm. then we can uh, adjust our voltage, adjust the electric flow that comes through us and enhance and increase the electromagnetic field around ourselves. Mm. You know, the, the spine being the conductor of electricity Mm. and the heart being the conductor of the magnetic energy and when you have the spine and the heart working together you have 
electricity and magnetism. And when you mm. keep your spine straight and strong, then that electricity is flowing with ease. And mm. you increase that flow with your breath. And when you hold your breath, then the magnetic field around your heart expands and, and um, strengthens. Mm. Oh, wow. That's some deep stuff. What is an electromagnetic being? You said that is important when we understand that. And so I want to make sure that we totally get a clarifications on what does that really mean? How does that look like in plain English? Mm -hmm. uh, we are an electromagnetic being. Right. So there's different ways of describing that. And this is a deeper look. Like you said, it is a deeper look at ourselves. Uh, we can obviously see our body. Uh, and if we look deeper, you know, there is uh, ancient traditions from all over the world talk about energy mm. and they call it different give it different names prana chi jiva ki uh, the force the life force mm. so this energy th that we that we observe that is flowing through us it's very electric mm. what does there that mean electric, it's very electric there's electric there's electric conductivity in our brain and in our mm. spine mm. that we can measure that we can observe Right. The point here is to become a better conductor. Mm, become a better conductor. Right. So, you know, you can have a rusty wire that is thin and rusty. Maybe only a, f a few volts can run through it before it burns out. Mm. Or you can have a thick, clean wire mm. and you can run thousands of volts through it and mm. it won't burn out. And the more voltage running through it, the bigger its, its magnetic field becomes. So what happens when a magnetic field becomes bigger? This is, yeah, this is um, where a human can experience and observe superhuman powers. Whoa. In, in, in subtle ways. Okay. For example, let's take someone, um, and I can even talk about myself at different phases of my life. There's a phase of my life where I would drink a lot of coffee and I would not that was before I knew about breath work or did any kind of practice I, I was uh, pretty stressed and I drank a lot of coffee and I was go 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 my feel during that time was very weak and small mm -hmm. so I was startled a lot you know someone would come in and I would uh, and make a noise and I would I would jump and I would be startled because mm -hmm. I didn't see it coming I didn't feel it coming my intuition was off mm -hmm. or I would um, lose things and forget things Mm. Because my feel is so small, it's very exclusive. Mm. But when your field is big and wide and strong, it becomes more inclusive of the world around you. Mm. So you are more aware of things that are in your field. Mm. So, so you don't become startled because you feel it coming from a mile away. And you don't Whoa. forget about things and lose things because you know exactly where they are within your field because there is this subtle order. <laughs> well, I lose things a lot. My field must be tiny. <laughs> okay. Sometimes all it takes is slowing down a little bit and letting that that energy to catch up with you and they will start to expand. And all of a sudden you start feeling like a superhuman. Oh my gosh, I know exactly what my key is. And you reach out reach for it without even looking. Or something. I was to looking fall. for it today. <laughs> I there found it at last. <laughs> Or your phone, or some, is about to, is about to fall, and you are so keen and and aware, you will just 
reach and catch the phone before it hits the ground. Mm. You know, so there's this things that come naturally with this state of being of uh, being a highly electric uh, and uh, magnified being. Mm. And how does that in plain daily living for, say, I go to work every day, um, I go to, to take my kids to school every day, I, um, you know, go to the mm-hmm. gyms. How does this electromagnetic feel of a being uh, go to the gyms and go to take uh, his or her right. kid to school? Right. That's that's a great question. So it translates into a... Um, so having kind of like a stru- daily structure is kind of like a canvas. You know, we wake up, we do our morning stuff, and then we take our kids to school, we go to work. It's like a ritual. It's like a canvas. Mm. And um, how magnetic we are and how electrified we are can uh, translate into how you paint on that canvas so if you are if your field is bigger around you and it's more dense and it's more complex if you were to be able to see it you would see a sacred geometry a complex sacred geometry around your body Mm. it's a higher frequency vibration so when you move through life through your daily stuff it's just it can be so much, so much more interesting. Mm. Unexpected miracles can happen instead of unexpected trouble. Because our field is bigger than it vibrates on a frequency where things that would normally wouldn't be in our field now appears. And those things are, you say, miracle. Oh, yeah, I met the guy down the street today. We had a great conversation because I was feeling great. And then, yeah, you know what? He has that things that can help me with my business. And he's actually Uh such a great person. He invited me to be a partner in his business. Next thing you know, Uh five years later, I'm the CEO of this. So very, very small. When you, when you, yes, when you have, when your field is bigger, you feel more confident, you feel more relaxed, you feel more calm, your heart is open. So Mm. any interaction is open hearted and you learn more and you have more to offer to that interaction. When I see myself as a magnet, I can ask myself a very important question. Why, what am I a magnet of? Mm. Mm. What am I? magnetizing to myself what am i magnetizing yeah what am i attracting it can be the same person but if i'm if i'm a small tiny little field small pranic donut and i'm Mm. feeling kind of tight and tense Mm. i can have an interaction with that person on my way to work and it could be very jarring or triggering interaction because Mm. i'm already feeling off a bit yeah Uh, but if my heart is open i can meet that same person And I can learn something amazing about that person or that person has something amazing to offer me and they can, and it can be an opportunity for, for future projects Mm. that I am totally interested in because what we want is always under our nose. It's just, are we attuned to it or not? Mm. Whoa, that's powerful. And the reason why we were a little bit tick off already is because maybe something emotions or something come up uh, that we wasn't able to go through it. So it's stuck, the emotional energy stuck, and then it's manifest in that way and it subtly affects the way we interact with the people around us, with the war, with the environment, with the trees and whatnot. We're more likely to cut down things and break things and destroy things and so on than uh, feeling great. And so we do, then uh, those stresses come from actually the breath and oh, wow, because we wasn't breathing right when we were anxious and we couldn't walk through it. And so mm-hmm. just by tweaking and looking at breathing, now we have this chain's effects of mm-hmm. something of a magnet of miracle 
Well, yeah, let's say if your body is um, if your body is a container and it, and it contains past pain and trauma, uh, when you wake up in the morning, th- those things want to bubble up because they don't want to be stuck in, in your body. That mm. energy wants to move through you. Mm. So it starts to bubble up and it can affect you negatively mm. because it comes to the surface. So if we don't look at it as something that is trying to move through us and are affected by that first thing in the morning, then like mm. you said, it can affect our whole day. Wow. So if we catch it, we're like, oh, it's just our past stuck stuff trying to move through. I can let it move through with gratitude. Mm, and, let it move through with gratitude, man. That's a powerful word, but very hard to do because there are so many things to not be grateful for, you know, especially mm. people in situations where Man, how do I? How can I be grateful now? Feeling grateful and be paying attention to breathing. If 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 someone uh, I love die, or I lost my business, or mm-hmm. I lost all the money I saved up, something happened, a car accident, like you said before, mm-hmm. and something like that. So, well, gratitude is not something that we unfortunately are taught in school. You know, I was taught as a kid. You know, say thank you. But I didn't, mm. I wasn't taught like what that really meant and what mm. the feeling that goes into it. So it becomes automatic. Thank you. Thank you. We say thank you a million times a day, but we don't do it really mean it. Sometimes we do. Mm. And uh, it's one thing when we receive uh, a gift and we say thank you. Of course, it's easy to feel thank you, to feel great gratitude. Um, <clears throat> but when we understand, when it was explained to me that gratitude is actually a very powerful tool, I took it. I took it kind of seriously. I'm like, okay. So I was taught to later in my life, I learned to be grateful for no reason. Mm, either what? start. You're crazy. Start, I know, right? It sounds crazy, but it starts a flow of things that really can bring you that that feeling of gratitude. Mm. If you start to just say, okay, like I'm 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 feeling so lost right now and so dark. If mm. you remember in a moment, oh, you know. Gratitude is powerful. Mm. I can I can use it right now. I can say that I'm you know I can say that I'm grateful, mm. and you may not feel it right away. But it's kind of like pumping the water out of the well. You know, you start pumping, and no water is flowing mm. in the beginning. You pump, pump, pump because the well is deep down. Same with gratitude. You say thank you, and nothing happens. You say I'm grateful for my life, and nothing. You don't feel anything. Mm. I'm grateful for my breath. Oh, maybe you'll feel a little bit, a little bit something. So when you pump that well, at first you have to believe that the pumping will eventually lead to water coming out of the well. And mm. that belief is the key. And that's where it starts with gratitude. And mm. when you're eventually, as you pump and pump and pump, the water starts to flow a little bit and then it starts to flow a lot and there's a big pressure you know and you have this big flow of water coming and that's mm. the feeling of gratitude and that is now it's turned into your reality now mm. you look around like oh my gosh i am a blessed human being i am mm. have so much to be grateful for it's not that you have things to be grateful for you don't it's whether you can see them or not like when we're in a dark place our heart is closed we can't even see the things that we're grateful for Mm. And we do take it for granted. And when our heart opens up, we can be overwhelmed with gratitude and start to overflow. Oh, Even man. talking about it now, I'm starting to feel it. Mm, wow. 
That's the power. When we talk about it, it starts to manifest within our own body because I've been experiencing that. Recently with the, sh the show on Netflix that I've been seeing called Our Universe. And mm -hmm. last episode, I talked to Chandler. We talked about the cosmic breath and the cosmos and how that 14 billion years of cosmic time for us to be present, to be a human being, to get to experience what it's like to be human and the the buddha said all the time the um the buddha said whether we know it or not being born as a human being is already being a buddha which is the awakened one we woke up from before form what uh if we go to sleep and and just like that there was no if you really sleep deep there's no space in between that sleeping and going to sleep and waking up that's really deep mm. sleep there's no dreams there's no you just close your eyes next thing you open is morning from my own experience being a kid that's what it was like once there was no worry anxiety of any sort the moment i close my eye, I forget about everything and it just and and alan watt talk about that space is a similar space of being death mean dying meaning what happened after death no time, no space, nothing. Just there's there's no way to perceive that. But the the closest to experiencing that is uh, analogy is going to sleep. So what uh -huh. is it? It's like what is it like to go to sleep and never wake up? The analogy mm -hmm. of of that. Mm -hmm. So you're saying like just being born into human form is to awaken some already? Type of, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he said the fact that you have took human birth means that your will and your soul is evolved enough to be transcendent to every single force that can draw on it. Mm -hmm. So wow. by the nature of being a human, without just given, being a baby, being born, I didn't ask for it, just, just kind of happened without my... When we say it just kind of happened, we mean against my conscious will. So... Mm -hmm. So here, what he's saying is there are forces in the universe constantly breaking things apart because life is that. Life is constant decaying, rotting of, the, of everything. And so somehow, human took birth and here we are. Despite all forces that keep us from manifesting, we did manifest, however. And so by that nature, the Buddhists call it that whether you know it or not, being a human, having taken forms you have you have already awakened speaking with you we can go deep because i know you're a deep being so yeah definitely what you're saying is definitely um uh very inspiring and empowering because it is it's true we are a human a human being has so much potential such a beautiful gift of life to have this body it's fascinating to me. To me, it's just a, such a journey of exploration of this human potential and this human body. We have barely, barely scratched the surface of our potential. With mm. everything that humans have accomplished already, we have barely scratched the surface. I feel yeah. like a lot of the things in our technocratic world are just mimicking the natural ability of a human DNA. What I really am focused on is these things where we don't need to be powerful in any way, just this capacity to experience the day with joy, feeling healthy, feeling good, these feelings mm. of being inside, whatever is happening inside. Because it's all like, it's in here, I experience myself, I experience this constantly. This is 
the point of relationships to everything else. And if this is not well in here, uh, nothing it relating to mm-hmm. can be well. And as we are demonstrating that with example throughout, with like, oh yeah, interaction with people and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see, I see where you're going with this. When we can do that, when we can be pre- just present and aware of ourselves in this, and, and just enjoy the simple beauty of life, being in our joy, one or not, you will, it's, it's like a portal. That state of being is like a portal into your potential. Mm, one or not, this is where you start realizing and remembering who you are. In that state of uh, presence, the subtle remembrance of ancient times may come through. You may remember your ancestry. You may remember a million years uh, back or a million years ahead. Time becomes different. You can uh, expand it or contract it. And one thing that comes to mind, for example, talking about human potential, one of the images that, that came to me this could be future or the past. Uh, it's it's a it's a field. It's like a meadow in the forest, and um, near a village, and people are gathering, mm. and someone is telling a story. Okay. And they're listening to them to this person. It's a little girl. She's telling a story. Okay. And when she's telling a story, she's projecting a holographic image which is as big as a screen in a movie theater for everyone to see so as she's telling her story people are watching a movie that she's projecting in this holographic uh, multi-dimensional imagery of her of her mind because her mind is so structured it's so beautiful it's so powerful that with her story, she's projecting a very clear, multi-dimensional image that has colors, shapes, and sounds. And it looks like a holographic image of, of the story that she's telling. This is what I'm saying. Uh, this is what comes through to me when I'm, as, a human, as an example of human potential, mm. when I am in the state of that subtle presence of higher intelligence. Subtle presence of higher intelligent. What does that mean, higher intelligent? What does that mean? That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Um, How does that different with like, oh, my capacity to do math, algebra, or do geometries, or like run a business? What is high? What are you talking about when you say mm-hmm. higher intelligent? Higher intelligence that is beyond um, the limits that we normally function within as human beings that are that grow up in this modern society i can say we're relatively limited to an Mm. extent there's some kind of conditioning programming if you would or formatting that happens to a human brain mind consciousness as we go through school as we go through uh, being uh, raised by parents societies school teachers books textbooks these are little programs and conditions that are installed into our minds yeah. when we were children. But they're, they're just parts. They're small parts. There's so much more to a human mind and, and life than those little things. Mm. So by thinking that 
you know, and we have this idea that oh, I went, I went through school. Now I'm good. And we don't question the rest. And that can be a limited state of mind where you are intelligent enough, intelligent enough to do math well. But there is, you know, there are people who can um, easily say five times five is 25. And then there are people who can easily say 287 times 18,054 is this. Mm. You know, so that that's a quick example of higher intelligence, quicker thought process. When I think, where who am I and where where did I come from? Mm. Uh, the image to me is that there is uh, this field of consciousness that is a creative mind, creative consciousness that has created all of what we experience mm. and me in this physical body i'm an extension of this quantum realm this spirit you can call it spirit you can call it consciousness quantum field is so complex so omnipotent and omnipresent what does that mean Unlimi omnipotent unlimited omnipotent, omnipotent means uh, all powerful. Mm. Omni means all. Mm. Potent means power, strength. Everywhere. Presence is everywhere. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so this is where you can start when you contemplate the idea of this. Mm. You you may start to understand what is higher intelligence. Yes, and for example, the higher intelligence that we're really tapping into, I think, from what I'm hearing is intelligence that operates our heart and regulate our breathing bring it back to breathing mm -hmm. uh that regulate the multi-million functioning of the neural network with electromagnetic uh signal to so that you can be uh stroking your beard right now <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. impulse hear, yes that impulse of life that pulsating through us through our bodies well guys take you out to a trip okay this is going to be a trip i'm going to take us i'm going to push us a little bit far that close your eyes and imagine that every single thing right now in this very moment that you're listening to this sound that every single thing to the size of the whole cosmos which is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions millions and whatever big number across light years and it's all happening instantaneously at this very moment the whole planet earth is happening now the whole galaxy is happening now the whole cosmo is happening now every single happening that is ever known that has been known it's happening now. Okay, that's a trip because th that, just, just think about it for a second, okay? Just think about that for a second. I mean, all death, life, every situation that we could, could ever think of, every inhuman interactions in any example, people dying, people murdering, people dancing, people loving, people 
uh, giving birth, um, people um, saying goodbye, people hugging, people kissing, fighting, killing. Um, every single scenario of human existence happened instantaneously at this moment, just in different instant at different places. Um, but it's all happening simultaneously. That is very, very deep and very powerful. I don't know why, but one wow. day I had that insight and I don't know why, but when I think of it, uh -huh. when I experience that, it's liberating. What does that mean to you? What does that mean? Well, when you when you ask that question, what's coming up to me is uh, what's coming up for me is the sense of identity. Mm. You know, identity can be um, imprisoning or liberating mm. because I can identify. So let's look at hair, for example, human hair, right? We can look at it as uh, something pretty. Oh, it's uh -huh. it's my hair. I can I can color it. I can cut it. I can style it. Or you can look deeper mm. and see that your hair is actually extension of your nervous system. Mm. And the longer and healthier your hair, the more natural it is and the cleaner it is. It's like an antennae. It's an extension of your nervous system that is so fine ah. that it can pick up on subtle energies and information. Wait, 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 wait. So more hair is better? <laughs> longer hair is better? <laughs> so if you want to, uh, if you want to, increase your intuition longer hair may be of benefit to you <laughs> subtle that's very subtle <laughs> but that's that's just an example for identity mm, so like you can okay. see your hair again like you can see your hair as a prop or you can mm. see it as an extension of your nervous system okay same with your physical body you can identify as your physical body and and feel limited at that or you can identify as an extension of the spirit, mm. extension of the universe of all, and feel connected and unlimited in that sense, in that identity. Mm. Okay, and okay, bring you us. Are just a, yeah, then you're just the tip of the iceberg. Then you, don't, you are a mystery to yourself. How cool is Woo that? Woo! <laughs> whoa, you are a mystery to yourself. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's deep. That is isn't deep. that isn't that the way to be? Mm. Why? Uh, why? I don't know. I think I I, I prefer mystery. I prefer um, surprise. An element of surprise. I prefer not knowing all mm. because that can be stagnant and boring. When I know every single thing, surprise. It can be, you can you can have balance. You can have some stability and some knowing, just enough to create an atmosphere or environment for surprise. Mm. Surprises. So Every like day. today, what we're talking about, I have no idea that this is what's going to come up. And it's a surprise because we're willing to take the time to set up the environment, which is this conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You took, a, you took a leap. You you set up this environment and you reached out to me. You took a leap to create this container. And now we're here and it's mm. unfolding. I didn't know this was going to happen to me today, that I was going to be on a podcast having an amazing conversation with a beautiful human being named Chen. I had no idea. And I, I, I never planned this. I didn't know this was going to happen. This is the element of surprise that I'm so grateful for, and I'm so enjoying this right now. Mm, mm. Last time we talked about the same thing, I asked Jeffrey, hey, what are we communicating at the end of the day? And, and he said, we use a lot of words to communicate gratitude. 
And I think that's so true for us to too to come together because we're talking about breath, which is the topic that take us to begin with. But that's not everything because breath is an entrance point to something that is higher, a state of constant, constant perpetual beauty, mm-hmm. feeling of well-being, and this is something that I completely agree to. A statement that Michael A. Singer. Talk to about he teaches relax and release and so breath help us relax when hand situation come up when we become aware of the tension in our body we can deliberately breathe into those area and bring more nourishments to relax and say hey that's all right cells all these cells that are freaked out it's like oh hey it's good we got enough oxygens it's all cool um, we're okay we're safe here and so. Lots of beautiful things are happening just by the fact that we're breathing, and then we start from that entrance point to go in. Hey, we're stating here that I actually believe in perpetual, constant joy, <clears throat> and we're communicating gratitude. And when we communicate that, we ignite a kind of a feelings of gratitude, feelings of beauty. If we take the time to really understand this thing, it really come back to this capacity to go through life. With so much beauty, so much ease, so much joy, mm-hmm. whatever happen, whatever reality is, is a surprise. And when we embrace that, it's become wow. Wonder what next? Mm-hmm. All these new experiences that we get to feel, to sense with all the senses that take that transcended all the forces in the universe to come into. Birth, which is a human being, which is me, Jen, and Dima, and whoever is listening. I know this conversation is deep, but I'm doing my best here to bring us back to just practical things. What does that mean to breathe really deeply and embracing that understanding? What the breath can do, and practicing that in it, but is is in in itself is not the end. Is that wow? How can that? Be integrated into our daily living. So then, when we talk to people on the street, when we meet people, our hearts open. We're ready to see what surprises is around the corner, and then life unfold rather than we trying to fold it ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one is magical, and the other is very stressful and tiring because we always have to find a sense of control. And and it's good on a certain level, but when ultimately we live with a sense of wonder, of awe of what can be next, mm-hmm. uh, the prize, then life is full of magic and curiosity. That's how children live, and mm-hmm. that's something that we can totally relate to. If you have children, kids, if you observe them, if they haven't been trained too much, then we can observe that. The younger, mm-hmm. the more we can observe the the perpetual. Joy, um, but the thing, the different thing is here. Okay, we we're gonna bring it around to awaken, to waking up. Um, that word is loaded, but don't worry, it's it's not. It's just that we we become aware of how miraculous the act of being alive is, and nothing else could beat that fact that we become a human. And so when we Function from that foundational state of being, where just being alive is enough. Then every single thing that follow it 
is upon us, even the tough things in life. And, you know, you can say, Chen, you full shit. What tough things have you been through? Believe me, I've been through some tough things. We all experienced tough things in life and it show up in forms of pain, of suffering, of the inability to, to be at ease, mm -hmm. right? That is anxiety. That's what it is. It's, I can't be at ease, so I'm uh, anxious. Mm -hmm. Ah, and so when we take a breath, mm. just appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Then, as Dima say, make our donut fatter, <laughs> and the fatter your electronic, electromagnetic uh, donut, the mm -hmm. better the quality of life. I think that's what it really come down to last time we spoke. And I want to ask you about that. Mm -hmm. How is breathing related to our capacity to be at ease in life? How do we integrate that into our daily life? I, I really love this saying. Um, it goes, where attention goes, energy flows. Mm. I think that the attention of a human being is the most powerful thing because where what we pay our attention to is where energy is going to flow and there's going to be more of that okay so when we pay attention to our breath we are we're filling ourselves up with energy the energy is flowing mm. towards self-awareness towards present moment we're bringing back the energy so the busy mind the monkey mind can be very kind of like draining of energy and we can feel depleted tired after having spent a lot of time in the mental uh, busy world but when you bring because that's where attention is it's somewhere in the future in the past this and that happened what if this happened what if that happens blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. oh there's millions of thoughts just by bringing your attention from that redirecting it bringing it to your breath something that's always with you always mm -hmm. here very simple you bring your attention to this you you cannot have attention in a million different areas when you have it here. Mm. So when your attention is here, your energy, full blast, laser focus. Mm. Wow. Mm. And that allows us to experience everything deeper and we feel more joyful and happy because we are alive. So We are alive. Yes, we, that's the experience of life. Absolutely. Okay, wow. Okay. And that's 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 how that creates memories. We remember these things, these moments. Mm. Remember when we're self-aware, we remember we experience life more fully mm -hmm. on many different levels. It's a multi-dimensional experience. Whoa! And and we and we appreciate the little things around us. Mm. All of a sudden, like, wow, I'm breathing here and. Mm. And I'm sitting on this comfortable couch in this cozy um, apartment, and mm. there's a garden outside. I can go mm. stand barefoot on the cold mm. grass. Mm. Mm. And it's just life is so rich. Oh, Woo! hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> Let's just end it there. Life is so rich. Well, a little little bonus. Life is so rich. If we can really experience that statement in our own being, on our daily living, I promise you, your life will be so wonderful. Because that statement, even though simple, but so essential, and underneath that is such a deep wealth of beauty, 
life is mm-hmm. so rich. Everywhere we see the sunlight is in abundance. It's in so so rich. The leaves and the trees and lacking is really a projection, not a reality. And mm-hmm. so it's it's beautiful and powerful. Okay. I, I like that you mentioned sunlight. We have we have three teachers. Mm. A human being has three teachers. Okay. River, uh-huh. rivers, trees, and sun. Mm. And wow. what can we learn from these three teachers? What can we learn from a river? Okay. Always flow. Mm. Because river, what does it do? It always flows. A river mm. is never stagnant. Mm. What can we learn from a tree? Yeah. Always grow. Mm. Because the tree never stops growing. Mm. And what can we learn from the sun? What? Always shine. <laughs> shine, you guys. All right. Flow, All right. Grow and shine. All right. You can't beat that. You can't Always. beat that. Wow. Never so flow, stop. you know, grow, flow, and shine. Okay. Well, I think that's <laughs> going to be perfect to take us to the last sections of the podcast, which is a speed round where I ask you a questions and you just spontaneously respond. Mm. Uh, wow, this is going to be fun. Yes, mm-hmm. Jeffrey and uh, Chandler have been loving it. So I'm bringing it as a structure for the podcast now because I think it's going to be fun. So, okay, here we go. Are you ready? As ready as I can be. Let's mm-hmm. do it. So what does it mean to be alive? Mm, to feel. What is your purpose? Feel joy. Why is breathing so important? It's fundamental. What is happiness? Mm, knowing yourself. Who are you? I am the impulse of life. What brings you the most fulfillment in life? Service to others. And that's conclude our podcast today. Thank you so much. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave a rating and turn on your Apple Podcast notification for weekly release. Feel free to share this podcast with others who might also enjoy it. If you're looking for ways to connect, my Instagram handle is in the descriptions. I'm looking forward to the next episode of On the Wheel. This is your host Chen signing out.